Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to CCO's Car Care Show. Denning along here with Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan, good to see you again. You too. We were, you and I were talking, Dennis too, about... Uh, uh, what a nice morning it is. It, you know, comfortable. It's, very, it's, com- it's damp, but it's right. uh, very comfortable. Did you see I, fog in, in, at all coming <clears throat> in? Lots of fog. Okay. Yep. But uh, but it's beautiful, and uh, and uh, I have yard work on the agenda. So. You are not alone, I'm sure. <laughs> I know. When I in St. Paul, we have uh, these compost sites where you can uh, haul stuff to. So I take the truck from Lloyd's and. Loaded up and and uh, the lines are around the block. Oh, I for bet they are to get in and, and empty their trucks. So, so that's where you yeah. can put your leaves. Yeah, we oh, haul, yeah we can, you can haul them over to oh, the compost, nice. and so you don't have to. I don't have to bag them, which is really nice. That is good. Just put them in the in a tarp and throw them in the back of the truck. Well, as I said, it's forty five degrees, and we said it's a nice, comfortable morning, but that won't be the case for the next few months. No, I know it's time to time to start thinking about your car and winter weather, isn't it? It's uh, if you have if you've neglected your car all summer, and we have a tendency to do that, not neglect it, but ignored it, been busy having fun and and enjoying it. It's time to spruce it up a little bit and get it ready for winter, just like we're like I'm doing with the yard today. We need to do that with our cars too. Got to prep is, it. Includes uh, changing the oil. Uh, inspecting the tires, be sure that you're ready for snow, which is going to come inevitably. Yeah. And uh, batteries. Uh, batteries <clears throat> are a big topic this time of year because, of course, cold weather is hard on batteries. And so uh, they have a tendency to fail on that morning when it's 20 below. When you really need it. You don't yeah. want to have to deal with it. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask you, too, about um, uh, given the temperature, uh, the changes, have you ever seen you guys at Lloyd's, uh, somebody brought in, brings in their vehicle, and they haven't changed oil in many thousands of miles. Have you ever seen figures big time? Like- oh, I, I don't know what the numbers yeah. were, but yes, we, I don't know, years ago there was a TV commercial where they would pull the drain plug out and nothing would come out. <laughs> and uh, we recently had one where, where we pulled the drain plug out and it just glopped glop glop Uh-oh. you know it, it it did not run out it was very very thick and <clears throat> with motor oil that's what happens when you ignore it uh you the oil all of the good thin molecules uh in motor oil are the ones that get burned off and what's left behind is the sludge and uh that sludge is just terrible it's just and so at, at any at any rate what we had to do was get as much of the motor oil out of the car, out of the, sl- the sludge out as much as we could. And then we had to mix some more oil back in, <clears throat> run it for a while, and then, and then try and drain it again. And wow. I think we ended up doing that three or four times wow. before we finally got it out. So, yes, it, that's, a, that's a very real deal. If you think that uh, oil changes are a fairy tale, they are not. It is very, very important. It's one of the cheapest pieces of maintenance you can do. <laughs> it is. And... 
this particular customer is very lucky that it didn't uh, wow. that it did not it wasn't catastrophic because what happens is if the, if the sludge gets thick enough it plugs up the filter of course which goes into bypass so it's no longer getting filtered and then the pickup screen in the oil pan will get clogged and then the oil won't circulate so Man. yeah very very important to keep your oil changed Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you want to ask an ASC certified technician your uh, car care question before you bring it into your favorite dealer or shop, do that right now because Dan is going to be with us till just about seven forty five. So don't wait. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Or if it's easier, send Dan a text at eight one eight zero seven. Let's see. Uh, Dan Bill and Crystal has been waiting on the horn. Bill, what's your question, Bill, for uh, Dan? Yes, uh, top of the morning to you, gentlemen. Uh, 2004 Nissan, and uh, I've had it for two years. I bought it, and very little trouble, but I'll be driving along about a year ago, and all of a sudden I hear this clunk, and I think, God, is the back end falling out? <clears throat> but uh, nothing happens. The car runs. Everything's going right, except the radio goes out. And it would do it like once a month. Now it's about one to uh, one or, or two of days it'll do it. And finally, about two days ago, and then when I would uh, turn the ignition back on, you would turn it off, it would come right back on again. Except about two days ago I did it, and now I can't get the radio back on. Is that a fuse or a fusible link, possibly? I, don't, I doubt it. I think, I think the clunk you were probably hearing was from the amplifier in the radio, or perhaps it has a separate amplifier, and uh, they have a tendency to make that noise hmm. uh, when they're failing, and yours obviously is failing. And, of course... Because the the radio feeds through the amplifier and and uh, any at any rate, I think you're having you're having and the, the fact that it would come and go uh, would tell you that it's not a power problem either because a fuse would not repair itself if it was a blown fuse or an electrical problem like that it would not uh, restart with turning the ignition off and back on by turning the ignition off and back on what of course what you're doing is rebooting the system. You know, the radio system, It's radio is really a computer nowadays. You're rebooting it and bringing it back to life. And But uh, it sounds to me like you have more of a catastrophic failure with the radio now. So mm. you probably have to get some help with that. Or, you know, it's an old enough vehicle. Maybe you'd want to consider an aftermarket radio. And well, That's doable. Either. They're available and, oh, okay. and much cheaper. So I would look into that also. Yeah, we want Bill to have that radio. That's right. Especially make sure that the AM works properly. That's right. Solder it on 830. Yeah, there you go. Good luck, Bill, with that. Thanks for the call. Bill leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. A text again is 81807. Here's a text that just came in. My 2005 Ford F-150 turns over but will not start. Possible fuel pump issue. It is a possible fuel pump issue. Uh, you know, in, when a vehicle comes in, we call it crank won't start. And... When it comes in in that condition, we check for spark, we check for fuel pressure, and we check for fuel injector pulse to determine what's missing. And if it's missing one or more of those, then it gives you a direction as to what to look for. But on that uh, that uh, F-150, it's actually a very simple uh, process to hook up the fuel gauge, and that's what you would want to do first to confirm that you actually, actually do not have fuel pressure. If you do not have fuel pressure and that there's a good chance that that's what it is, then the last thing you're going to want to check is be sure that you're getting power and ground to the fuel pump. 
And that's a little bit more complicated, although it can be done at home. And uh, if you do have power and ground, then uh, then the next process is take the tank out of the vehicle and <laughs> and uh, replace the fuel pump. But uh, and and you probably don't want to do that at home. That's getting a little complicated. A little You're dealing with fuel and so forth. So I'm not sure that that's a safe thing to do at home. All right, Dan. We need to take a quick break here for, for our callers. Uh, there's uh, there are folks calling in, but there is a line open if you want to use it. Six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. Text eight one eight zero seven. We'll come back with more text messages too for Dan here on CCO's Car Care Show. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Thanks to the help we get from Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where in St. Paul now? I know where. Well, you know exactly where we are at nine eighty two Grand Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, which, by the way, we still have a job posted there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. If uh, any of you mechanics or any of you know a mechanic looking for work, we have a position available. Um, So check into that. That's on the website. Or uh, give us a call. Nick will be there this morning, actually, at 651-228-1300. One six. Very good. We'll give you that info before Dan leaves. He'll uh, Dan will be here till about seven forty-five. So if you have a question, call it in or text it in. Like Rose is calling from Minneapolis with a question. Morning, Rose. Good morning. How can we help you? Okay, uh, I have a twenty twelve Lexus RX three fifty, and I have about forty five thousand miles on it. Now I'm only driving it like about fifteen hundred miles a year, and so I have. Uh, two questions related to that. One is how often should I change my oil because they say it should be every 5,000 miles, and how often should I rotate my tires because they say the same thing every 5,000 miles. Uh, the, the tires you can wait and do every 5,000 miles. That's plenty on those. The oil change, though, you need to bring it in every year. and uh, At least once a at year. Once a year, yeah. Bring, once pick, a year. Pick, pick a time, a season that you want to bring it in and Bring it in, and even though the oil's not due for change, it's old, and the car needs to be checked over, and that's just a good way to handle it. Yeah. So uh, bring it in once a year. Have have everything checked, gone through, and it'll need very little because uh, you it's a good – it's a low-maintenance vehicle, and you don't drive it very much. So okay. it, it'll need very little. But uh, once a year to get the oil changed and every 5,000 miles, so every three years, get your tires rotated, and, and you'll be in good shape. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Rose, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the text messages here. Why do, Texter says, aluminum rims leak air compared to steel rims? Well, uh, first of all, aluminum's not quite the right description of them. What they're really saying is an alloy rim. Right. And on an alloy rim, they do not rust, but they turn to dust. And dust, of course will not keep air in, and that's what happens is the the corrosion that happens on an alloy wheel is very dusty, and uh, as that happens, and as that, and there's nothing you can do to stop it, uh, but as that happens, uh, the air will find its way through that dusty mixture and, and get out of the tire, and so they leak. And so the repair is to uh, take the tire off the wheel, buff that clean, and dry again, and... Uh, put some lubricant on there, and then put it all back together, and you'll be good for another several years 
until it happens again, and it will. Because it does oxidize. It does yeah. oxidize, yeah. yeah. So it uh, that's just that's just the way that it goes. And you know the 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 true repair would be to uh, take it take it apart, grind the wheel down, blast the wheel, and then seal coat it again so that it's actually painted and sealed uh-huh. again. But uh, that won't last forever either because it didn't last forever on the first time around, and it won't last again. You know, it won't last forever again. But that would last longer. But at any rate. Uh, we do it all the time. I was going to say, very, you guys do that often. Very, every yeah. day we do lots of those. So very common. Texture says this, Dan, 2005 Mercury Marquee, 137,000 miles. The airbag light will sporadically turn on. Yeah. You know, when the airbag light is turning on, that means that the system has done its self-diagnosis and found a fault. And so it's not, and there's, of course, lots and lots of sensors because it's a, a safety thing. And uh, one of those sensors is probably failing. A common place for the sensors to fail is in the seat belt. The, there's a sensor in the seat belts to know that which seat belts are, uh, are buckled before it will engage the system. Um, so it needs to know that. There's sensors out in front of the vehicle, crash sensors, that are exposed to the elements, and they have a tendency to fail. The, all the moisture over the years gets into them and causes trouble, but... Uh, the fact that the light has been on means that there will be a code stored in the anti-lock brake computer. So if you bring it in, I can access that code. It'll point me in the right direction, and then I can point, and then I can uh, confirm uh, the actual problem and make the repair so that that uh, airbag light doesn't come on. Now, the, when the airbag light is on the airbags will not deploy. They won't. The fact that the light is coming and going doesn't mean that it's dangerous because uh, it won't, uh, you know, they won't deploy when the light's on. Uh, But that's the problem, too. If you get in a wreck, then the airbags are disabled when the light's on and they will not uh, deploy. Bring it in. Bring it in and have it checked. All right, Dan, a quick break is in order here. We have more show to come. Dan will be here for about another 15 minutes or so. So call in your car care question or text it in. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our car care show here on CCO. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, answering your questions by phone and by text, as usual. Uh, Dan, Tom is calling in from Blaine, then we'll grab some text messages. Hi, Tom. What's your question for Dan? I got a 2006 Buick Lucerne, uh, total grandpa car that I've been driving for a while, and uh, the temperature control for the defrost, it only stays hot on like a couple of warm degrees of temperature and then anything below that it just goes to cold but if i have it on the vent it will stay hot and fluctuate temperature but if it's on the defrost it just wants to be hot like it's in a default mode yeah well and it probably is um uh you'll need to get some help with this if you bring it in uh that Automatic temperature control is a, is a computer that controls a bunch of electric blend doors. And, of course, yours is not being controlled properly. There's a chance that it's uh, that one of the blend doors is broken and not working properly. But I think in your case, more likely, it's that the controller is not uh, um, controlling it properly. And if you bring it in, I can hook up my uh, laptop to it and and get all the information on how the doors are moving and if they're moving and what the what the commands are. And in many cases, uh, they'll even be 
a fault codes stored in there that uh, will tell me, give me some information about it. But uh, I think that there's a good chance that in your case that that controller is going to need to be replaced and reprogrammed, uh, and that'll take care of it for you. But winter's coming, and uh, and uh, a few degrees of heat is not going to be sufficient, is it? That's right, <laughs> for sure. No. Well, good luck with that, Tom. Uh, Dan is calling in from Shakopee this morning. Dan, and what is your question? Yes, I have a 2010 uh, Dodge 2500. The elect- I pull trailers a lot and a lot of heavy trailers, and the brake control uh, is built in, and it just is not as sensitive as I would like it to be. Now, others with newer Dodges have told me they could go in to the information center and adjust the sensitivity of that. My brakes work absolutely fine if I use the finger control, but it's when you're just using the brake pedal itself, they are uh, very poor, very poor. You know, so I, I'm wondering if there's any way that can be done uh, with a laptop or with a control to adjust that sensitivity. You know, I, I'm not familiar enough with that system to give you a, a firm answer, but I would not be surprised if it can be adjusted. And I wonder if uh, if it actually even needs a laptop. I wonder if there's a way to adjust that um, just with the vehicle itself. Mm. There, there may be. So two things I would check is the Internet. Uh, if you put a question like that out there, you'll find tons of information about uh, what people know about that system and, and how it works. And uh, if it is adjustable, I, you'll certainly find it there. And perhaps you will even find it if you were to search through your owner's manual. Manual, you might, yeah. Yeah, you might find some information there about it. But that's where I would look for the answer for that, and I, and I think you'll uh, – Find some good information. Get on the internet. You know, I yeah. have to just we do we at Lloyd's Automotive do that a lot. Sure. You know, we don't see every problem on every car, and uh, if I can search and get some in, some more information, it points me in a direction, and we find it very helpful often. I believe it. Thanks, Dan. Uh, let's get some text messages before uh, you leave today, Dan. A 2011 Duramax diesel. How difficult is replacing the glow plug? Uh, not not difficult. It's uh, very similar. I know I, I don't know how, how access is to it, but it's uh, very similar to putting in a spark plug. So uh, yeah, no. Usually, if 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 you can get at it, it's very simple to replace. Okay, twenty thirteen F one fifty. Say check the backup sensor. Any idea what the deal is with the backup sensor? Well, that's just what it is in the uh, bumper of the vehicle. There's a whole bunch of sensors that will tell you how close you're getting to a uh, object as you're backing up and one of your sensors has failed and very common they're of course exposed to the elements out in the vehicle and moisture and slop get up in there and and cause trouble but one of those sensors has failed or been hit you know and and cracked and damaged Uh, but at any rate the sensor needs to be replaced if you bring it in the uh, shop will be able to hook it up to the scan tool know exactly which sensor it is and replace it uh, and perhaps the biggest cost will be painting it the right color <laughs> <laughs> so that it matches your bumper, but uh, but a pretty simple repair. Texter says that the heated and air-cooled seats in the 2014 Lincoln MKZ recently quit working. Fuses are okay. Digital display shows they are on, but no heat or air. Yeah, you know, there's wires that run to those, and uh, power and ground, um, 
probably not a fuse, but uh, but more likely a, a connection or something. But uh, you know that the the repair process will be get down to where those fans are in the seats and and access them and. And uh, once we do that, then you find out if you do have power on ground. If you do, then uh, there's a f- problem with the fans. If if you don't, then uh, you need to track it back and see where you're losing the power and ground. And uh, a wiring schematic that you can look at and read and follow back will, you know, do give you a lot of information about about how to trace that back. It's not even post winter in the spring with pothole talk, but here's a text says, Hi Denny and Dan, I hit a huge pothole that bent the inside edge of my wheel rim. Do you know of a company in the metro area that can possibly fix this? You and I've talked about I do. There are lots of them. And so if you just search the web on that, you'll find uh, lots of information on on getting those repaired. We do them all the time. Uh, Very common to send those out. It's always the inside of the wheel, Denny, because the inside is not supported with the spokes the way the outside oh, is. Yes. So the outside has a lot more uh, strength than the inside. But those wide wheels, like on the back of your car, uh, with a low-profile tires, do not mix well with potholes. And mm, I'll uh, remember that. Bending them are very, <laughs> is very, very common. I'll be careful. Yeah. All right, we, one more uh, question, I think, Dan, that we have to let you go. 2005 Highlander, 120,000 miles, occasionally get high squeak on startup like belt slipping. Do the belts need tightening or maybe replacing? Yeah, uh, or the battery, too. Uh, what you're hearing is the, the when you're starting it, the battery is, is low and it's asking a big demand on the alternator, and, uh, the, and that, of course, causes the belt to squeal because the demand is is high on the alternator. So those are everything you said is right. In addition to that, check the battery. Be sure that the battery is good. But the, the belt, uh, if it has a spring tensioner, perhaps that tensioner needs to be replaced. And then the last thing would be uh, check your battery and be sure that your battery is not due to be replaced too. Do it before winter. Before winter. All right. Yep. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. See you again in one week from today. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Dan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 